Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about um, one of my favourite films. Um, hasn't always been one of my favourite films, and I suppose it's a favourite film of mine because I appreciate it uh, now more than I did, I guess, the first few times that I first saw it. And, of course, the film that I'm talking about is Alien 3, the uh, 1992 science fiction horror film, uh, which is, of course, a sequel to the original Alien and Aliens. Um, And it's the third installment in the so-called Alien franchise. And um, the film was uh, directed by David Fincher, Uh, who is a really good director. Um, He directed... He's directed Seven, uh, Fight Club, Panic Room, uh, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, The Social Network, you know, a lot of these um, great um, films. Uh, But the first film that um, David Fincher was... David Fincher ever directed was Alien 3 and it was very much from what I understand and what I've come to learn it was uh, very much a a baptism of fire for him Um, I recently watched Alien 3 again for um, the first time in a long time Um, and uh, I watched the uh, the special edition of the film uh, that came out, um, I guess, in 2003. And um, in the uh, Alien uh, Anthology, um, as a part of the Alien Anthology um, Blu-ray set, uh, which has all of the um, Alien films as well as the, the special editions uh, alongside the the original cuts of the film, and I'm sure everyone um, who has seen um, both the the original cut of all of the Alien films and the special editions, they would mostly agree that the special editions add so much more to the the quality of the films and the story. Um, and I, I think the other two films, the previous films, Alien and Alien and Aliens, I should say, they were great films on their own. Um, b- before their special edition cut was released, and I remember watching both of those films in their um, their original cut uh, when I was a kid, and being absolutely blown away by the, the quality of them, especially Alien, which was groundbreaking and revolutionary and to this day is still considered by some as um, a film that really broke the mould on science fiction and horror and it created um, a universe that uh, is um, is unmatched in a way, <coughs> excuse me, uh, in the fact that it, it made... Um, alien um, horror um, science fiction um, into a very viable um, genre and um, to this day a lot of people as I say they they point to Alien and the Alien franchise as an example of um, you know science fiction horror done right and but what I um, I didn't realise, um, because I was 
I'd seen Alien 3 um, many times in the past. Um, but, uh, and I, I, I'm admittedly, I wasn't always a fan of the, of the film. I liked it for what it, for what it was, but, um, I did find that there are some scenes that even though it's a, technically a horror film, some were incredibly gory. And, uh, from what I, I know, there were other scenes that, um, um, didn't make it into the film uh, because the film, from what I know, had uh, <clears throat> excuse me a total of almost three hours worth of of footage um, that was filmed, uh, probably more, uh, before the film was um, originally cut down by the studio to a, a two-hour release, and um, in fact, even. Even um, now, people agree. Um, even the the composer of uh, of the music for Alien Three, um, Elliot uh, Goldenthal, they basically consider Alien Three the the story of Alien Three and the movie itself as a film that was uh, abandoned um, and released. Uh, and not finished. I'm so I'm sure uh, some uh, executives at uh, 20th Century Fox would disagree with that. Um, but for him, he um, at least the 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 uh, composer Elliot Goldenthal believed that. Um, and I'm, I guess you would have to say that. The director David Fincher would agree with that also because um, after I, and as I say, since I've watched the special edition of Alien Three, I I I see it as a a great improvement over the over the film. The the the, the story of the film, um, which if you're not familiar with it, is uh, kind of a um, is it, very different from the previous two films, which were both set um, on a on a, on a planet um, or on a ship. Um, in the first Alien, we were uh, introduced to Ellen Ripley, um, um, uh, who uh, had to fight um, an alien along with uh, the crew of the Nostromo. And then in Aliens... We were, Ellen Ripley uh, was woken in hypersleep and then she had to return to the planetoid LV-426 uh, to uh, to a colony that had been set up there and she had to help these colonial marines fight against these aliens. And then in the closing seconds of uh, Aliens, she was able to um, get away from LV-426 after setting off a thermonuclear explosion with the help of the android um, Bishop um, who's played by uh, Lance uh, Henriksen and um, also um, Hicks uh, the character Hicks who's one of the colonial marines um, he's played by uh, Michael Bairn uh, and also a um, young girl by the name of Newt who Ripley was able to save from the uh, the human the colony on LV four two six, so all of these um, they all found themselves in cry cryonic uh, stasis after fighting uh, an alien queen on the Slarco and then um, watching them uh, be destroyed in space, and the the, the opening um, scenes of the film. Um, we see um, a, an escape pod being launched from the Solarco when a, a fire seemingly um, starts to uh, rage. Um, and an uh, escape pod la launches and it crash lands on uh, uh, Purina uh, 161, uh, which is a, a foundry as well as a maximum security double Y chromosome work correctional facility inhabited by male inmates with a 
genetic mutation which gives them this affliction individual um, um, and and yeah and it all it starts uh, starts great um, but it's very different very different film and throughout the film uh, they we we discover that uh, while uh, in cryostasis uh, aboard the Solarco, um, in which the uh, cryostasis chamber of Newt was uh, damaged and she she seemingly she died. Um, uh, Hicks died as well, um, and because uh, of the crash and the and the fire aboard the Solarco. Uh, Bishop was also badly damaged, so the the only remaining um, uh, survivor of the Solarco uh, was Ellen Ripley. But aboard uh, that the the source, the instigator of the fire, uh, we were made aware was in fact a alien facehugger, uh, which was aboard the. Uh, Solarco, um, there's an alien egg which um, must have been laid by the, the queen, the alien queen. Uh, it, um, the face hugger must have come out, it must have burnt its way through Ripley's uh, stasis chamber, and um, as um, it, it in, in all intents and purposes, made Ripley the mother of a new alien queen and she is now incubating an alien uh, embryo and uh, that's the that's the through line of the, of the story of the film of alien 3 but initially ripley has no idea what's happened she has no memory of the fire of course she has no idea that um she has no idea where she is um uh even after she's uh, she's awoken on um uh furina uh, 161 also known as fury um by uh, uh charles dance's character and um you know and that that over the course of the film she comes to feel like she has something inside like she's ill perhaps um and it's it's a fascinating story, I I think, uh, and the fact that because they're on a maximum security prison, um, for some well for some reason they have no weapons uh, because uh, a great deal of the of the inmates uh, on the in the the prison are uh, very religious. They have um, uh, culminated together. Uh, to leave to live in in peace with each other um, uh, they have they're very very spiritual um, try to negate their um, inner demons you could say um, but the the appear the arrival of, of Ripley uh, really really does uh, throw a, a spanner in the works and um, the uh, re revelation that she has brought an alien with her and effectively they can't fight back against this alien who is you know a, a killing machine basically it's a it's um a hunter uh it is uh impervious to um to uh most things um it has acid for blood and um you know it's very agile and um it adapts to its situation and uh, depending on from whom it it is born from it takes on those individual characteristics and um uh in the original cut of alien 3 um the f uh, another face hugger um is uh is found and uh we're led to believe that uh, a dog uh, on um, um, uh, Furina 161 um, has been um, 
has must have been uh, um, uh, attacked and uh, it had uh, inserted a um, an alien embryo into it and in the original cut we get we see this dog um, uh, have a an alien uh, burst out of its out of its chest and um, it uh, and then uh, over the course of the film we see the the alien embryo grow and grow and grow um, into becoming um, the very iconic figure of the xenomorph that we've come to expect to see in all of the alien uh, incarnations um, and all of the, the chapters uh, from the franchise. Um, but what uh, the original idea was that a an ox um, that the the prison the prisoners used um, while farming and and doing things on the surface of the of the of the planet. Um, which is basically a, is a hellhole, uh, for want of a better uh, word. Um, it's not very, um, it's very inhospitable. Um, it's, you know, it's a factory. Um, it's set, it was set up many years before by uh, Wailing Utani and the, the inmates um, who are still there are only there really to, to keep, keep it open, to keep the foundry um you know going um but the it's just a place where these these um prisoners can can uh, try and uh, rehabilitate themselves but a lot of these prisoners are um very dangerous um <clears throat> excuse me they're um they were sent there because they're guilty of uh things such as rape and murder and um and God knows what else. Uh, so they're not very nice people, uh, but they've been sent to this 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 world to do this to pay this penance, uh, you could say. Um, but as I say, originally Ripley doesn't know that she's carrying this alien embryo. Um, after she wakes up, she believes she comes to believe that perhaps Newt. Uh, the young girl that they found on um, LV-426 and, and rescued may have an alien embryo within her. But um, when she asks um, that Charles Dance's character, um, uh, Jonathan Clemens, uh, who's the doctor of the facility, to do an autopsy, and he opens up uh, her chest to see if she has an alien within her they don't find one um then uh mostly the, the the attention focuses on perhaps ripley has something inside her and over the course of the film we see her really uh we well we see her go back to the escape pod from the Solarco and to do a, a scan of uh, her internal organs and that's when she finds out that she in fact has an alien embryo within her and uh it's um yeah it's a really interesting film interesting in the fact that it is different from the other two which is something that film should be um and this was definitely in the intention of um of david fincher he wanted to make the film different, uh, as does all of the, has, has, as all the directors of the Alien films have wanted to do. Apparently, um, you know, uh, James Cameron wanted Aliens to be different from Alien. Uh, David Fincher wanted his film to be different from the previous two, um, and he was successful. But um, as I said, I recently watched uh, Alien Three again. Um, the special edition, which I think is uh, a lot better, uh, and seeing it on Blu-ray, they've you know had to adjust some of the lighting, and it's 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 actually increased some of the the intensity of some of the of the uh, scenes. But after I watched the film, I went to go and watch the um, 
special features, the additional um, um, footage um, and the documentaries on the Alien Anthology um, Blu-ray set that uh, comes as an addition to the to the films. And I must say that I had no idea. I knew um, that there were problems with this film. From what I'd heard, there have been many different um, iterations of the film. And uh, it had been considered by some as being the weakest, perhaps, in the in the um, the Alien franchise. Um, but I had no idea the amount of um, production hell. And you hear that word so often, production hell, when you know a, a film or a project is going through production hell. You know the thing, the the production leading up to. The, the release of the film and it's going really badly but I don't think any film can compare to Alien 3 because from what I understand the the film was mostly being was mostly made without a full script when the actors signed on um, including uh, Charles Dance uh, Brian Glover uh, Charles S. Dutton Ralph Brown uh, Paul McCann Danny Webb, uh, Lance Henriksen, uh, Holt, uh, McElhaney, and uh, Pete Postlethwaite. Um, th there was no shooting script, which is very unusual. And uh, I, I think a lot of this was because there were scripts that were made. There were different variations of uh, by certain writers uh, trying to imagine where they could take the Alien franchise going forward because it's such a successful franchise and especially after the um, groundbreaking um, um, film that is Aliens and the success that it garnered as a result uh, they wanted to you know um, they wanted to make something of that and um, but with Alien 3 perhaps they, they saw it as uh, well I think and they didn't know where to take it they didn't know if it was going to be the end of the series of films. If it was going to take it in another direction. Um, and they hired uh, David Fincher uh, to direct the film. And um, he had a torrid time on the film. When you see this, the special features, um, the additional um, footage, uh, you see everything that was recorded during the production of the film, he looked like he was going through the worst time of his life and he was apparently depressed um, and he had a lot of pressures around him and the fact that it was his first film um, I suppose made it even worse and he could have easily given up on being a director after this the events of this film. Um, but he went on to make some great films so um but from seeing uh all the footage thing him being well he wasn't directly interviewed because uh apparently uh during the editing process uh when they were still putting together the film he left production he just went um even though the composer of the film um uh, had uh, uh, Elliot uh, Goldenthal had no idea where he was. He was asked to do some additional music at the end, and um, um, as, as I said in my uh, at the beginning, uh, essentially the film when it was uh, put together and it was released, it was a film that was just pieced together as much as best as it could be. Um, by the editor and by the producers and by the studio and um, was just just left to be whatever it would be and be um, you know interpreted and um, accepted for what it was but it was not perfect um, and a lot of the the cast and um, the crew are said to have had a, a horrible time on the film also. There was, you know, um, some didn't, um, some of the, the crew 
didn't like the way um, that David Fincher um, approached the film. He's, um, you know, he he didn't seem to have any immediacy when his in his uh, filming, whereas the the actors praise him for being, you know, very considerate and very articulate and, you know, talking them through certain scenes and explaining why certain scenes had to be in the film. And he was very much a, a collaborator, especially with Sigourney Weaver, who is, you know, the the, the, the pinnacle um, of uh, female uh, action stars and, and I, as an iconic character in, in and of herself. And she's great in the film. Um, you know, seeing her in a way that we hadn't seen her before. You know, she's, she has her hair shaved. Um, and she's incubating this um, alien embryo. And we see her struggle to try and help these inmates. As well as try and find a way to fight against this alien without any, any weapons. And it's much more of a, a spiritual film. Um, you know, I, I, try, Ripley trying to find out who she is, what she's going to be, because essentially she's walking her uh, the path of um, of her undoing. Because no one survives the this um, a chest burst from an alien embryo. Um, and uh, everybody who has their chest bust open dies. So Ripley's fate is already sealed. But the fact that the, the question is, will she allow this alien embryo to be born? Or will she kill herself? Or will she allow herself to be killed? But first of all, she needs to um, kill this alien this xenomorph that uh, has also found its way to uh, this this prison, um, but along the way, a lot of the prisoners uh, die, um, and uh, Ripley just has to stay alive as as long as she can um, until she they eventually do are successful in killing the, um, the xenomorph. Uh, but by that time, there are only there's one inmate left alive. There's um, one guard left, and there's her. And there is also the the arrival of uh, Wailing Utani, um, who have been informed of that Ripley has been uh, rescued. They've been informed of the scan. They were sent um, the scan that she did aboard the the escape pod so they know that there's an alien on um there's an alien with inside her and now at this prison and because Wayland Utani um which is this iconic uh company in the alien franchise is a company that has the tagline when they build their colonies building better worlds and they they seem to portray themselves as being this um you know, forward-thinking, um, uh, um, optimistic um, uh, company who are wanting to further the the reach um, and the knowledge um, of humanity. But it, as well as that, in the background, they are very nefarious and they are very interested in biological weapons and since the beginning of the film since the beginning of the first alien in 1979 uh they have wanted to get a sample of these xenomorphs so that they can uh manufacture biological weapons um based on this um this alien uh genetics uh because they are a success very uh, highly successful um, hunter species and the fact the fact that they're impervious to um, um, diseases and, and and things like that um, is something that is very commercially viable to uh, to well in Utani. Um, so they are coming to the 
um, to uh, Fiorina 161 to not only take Ripley back with them um, so that they can get the, the alien queen embryo uh, out of her whether she dies in the process or not because they don't really care about that um, they just care about money that's all they care about profit money and um, they're on their way uh, and while they're on their way as I say Ripley and the the, the inmates from uh, Fiorini 161 are trying to defeat this um, this xenomorph who um, after it burst out of both it, in the original cut it burst out of a, a dog but in the special edition and as was originally intended it burst out of a, an ox and because these are animals and they they walk in their four legs um very most of the time the when you see the xenomorph within alien 3 it is it naturally walks on four on its four legs rather than um bipedal as a, as a human would if it had um the chest buster had burst out of a human then most of the time it it uh, is seen to the xenomorph is seen to be walking on two legs because it came out of a a bipedal a two-legged um, um, uh, person um, organism um, which is and I, I love the fact that in every every film we see a different iteration a different variation of the xenomorph depending on where they're born who they're born from uh, what they're born from and that's something that Alien 3 does successfully and it's a successful film in my opinion but it went through that the hell of production is palpable you know and you you hear the 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 executive producers and the writers including uh David Guiler and Walter Hill and Larry Ferguson um speak about the their relationship with David Fincher um, and uh, the pressures that David Finch was under because there was a great deal of pressure because of, the, as I say, the success of um, Aliens, which came out in 1986, um, and that's why I, I think it took so long for a, um, a another film to to be released because no one had any idea where to take the film franchise. Um, and it was so successful with with uh, audiences that that they, as a as a as a company, Twentieth Century Fox, they they knew that they had to uh, capitalize upon it. Um, and the, away from that, the the story of Ripley is very compelling. You know, she um, she is a survivor, and she does everything that she can um, to you know try and survive but she's been through all of this all of the events that she's um she's been through and they've all and uh the last two films have been associated with this xenomorph she it's a an organism that she she never uh imagined would be possible before the events of the first alien film but um yeah so her story and the story of the xenomorphs are very are intertwined and um, what I like about the, the film is that, as I say, it's a very spiritual film. It's about association with uh, demons within you. You know, the, the, the inmates of um, Furina 161, they are all inmates that have demons within them, uh, psychological demons. They, you know, um, uh, are very disturbed in many ways but they are trying to rehabilitate themselves through religion and spirituality and god um and also um you know a, a brotherhood between them between them um and ripley has a demon a literal demon within her she has this beast this monster this xenomorph this alien growing inside her and it's about you know the film is about you know, being exercised of your demons, and um, you know, at the end of the film, Ripley 
um, sacrifices herself. And she knows that she has to sacrifice herself for the benefit of the galaxy. Uh, because she can't allow the xenomorphs, the, the aliens, to, to spread. And she can't, definitely can't allow them to get to Earth. Um, and she has to make sure that when Utani can't get their hands on the, the genetics for this alien species. Because they all just turn it into a weapon. And that for her that is something that she can't allow to happen. Um, so the story has so many elements to it that are really, really well done, really well thought out. Um, and it's a successful film, as I say, uh, even though there are many different versions. And me personally, I, um, having watched the special edition that came out in 2003, I prefer it, as a lot of people do. Um... Uh, and I think because it is different, it was so different for fans of the Alien um, franchise of films, which was only two films at this point. It was very jarring that it was so different. There were no weapons, there were no colonial marines, which was a successful component and addition to the Alien franchise in, in Aliens. You know, it was different. It was slower. The pace was slower. It was more... Um, cerebral uh, but even though there was some there was action it wasn't as action-packed as the previous two films um, but it had it had the story of the film has a lot going for it it's very it is very deep um, it's it's very emotional it's very spiritual and it deals with as I say the demons within the beasts within um, and fighting against them and um, trying to keep them away and trying to save the day which is something that Ripley's been trying to do um, in all of her time on screen and Sigourney Weaver is absolutely incredible and I'm sure her love for the franchise is um, and for the, the character of Ripley is why he had, it has stood the test of time for so long and why she continues to uh, she, she reprises, she has reprised her, her role so many times of Ellen Ripley. Um, and yeah, and it, even though that the film went through such uh, a hell, a hellish uh, time in production, it, the, coming out the other side, the release of the film, I think it, it, um, it is just, it's a good, it's a, well, it's a great film. I was going to say it's a good film, but no, it's a great film. And the more times you watch it, the more times you think about it, which you don't often do when you're watching uh, a so-called uh, science fiction film or a horror film, but most of the time, science fiction, film, uh, films, TV shows, stories, they all have a very um, profound idea at their at their core. They're trying to expand upon an idea and try and present it and um, and share it with a wider audience uh, as uh, perhaps redefined and um, and just um, given a new lease of life uh, by being uh, reinterpreted by, and um, and sh you know um, immortalized by these these um off these uh, outlandish uh characters um but yeah the situations that we see you know um we see in all of science fiction um and especially in alien 3 uh, are really thought provoking and profound and as i say the film's not perfect and i'm sure anybody um who's a fan of the film, anybody who's part of the film would agree with that, but it took some leaps, literally took some leaps, from, you know, right from the beginning right to the end, when Ripley literally leaps into the foundry and she um, sacrifices herself, she kills herself, uh, and also the, the embryo, alien embryo within her. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a really good film, and, 
and it's 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 sad, I suppose, that it um, the pressures that David Fincher was under because the the studio, um, you know, they knew that there was a lot of anticipation for Alien Three. Um, they knew the bar had been set so high by James Cameron in the previous film that it was essential that this film be as successful or more successful than than the previous film previous two films and i'm not sure it reaches those heights but it's and because it's but because it's different it doesn't make it any any less good it's just um i think all of the films they take on a different um component in in the in the the story of the the aliens um as does the the prequel films uh you know prometheus um um that uh is kind of like a, a restart of the of the franchise and um it, you know it's trying to piece together the the story of the xenomorphs where they came from who they are um how incredibly adaptive they are um and um you know how unstoppable they are and um you know one alien one xenomorph is uh is more than enough to um to take out an entire prison of uh of inmates especially if they're um unarmed maybe if they were armed then the alien wouldn't have been as successful in uh in taking them all out but um yeah it's uh it's 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 a, it's a very interesting film as well, and knowing about the the history of the production, knowing how Dave Fincher basically just left, he just said no, I'm out of here. He did enough, and he he had what's also uh, very telling in the in the special features and documentaries that accompanied Alien Three on the Blu-ray and on the DVD is that. His relationship with the studio um, was very strained all throughout, and he had, as I say, he had a torrid time. He was; they were uh, filming Alien Three in Pinewood Studios, whereas um, the 20th Century Fox um, is centered in Los Angeles, and he was constantly have to, having to stay up till ten o'clock at night after directing the film to talk to them about what had been done. Um, and as I say, there's uh, a, a great deal of footage that was put together, um, um, and um, and as I say, it was basically abandoned by the the the, the director, and it was just released um, uh, as it was. And as it was, there was some, as I say, some good fe- good things about the film. Um, but I, as I say, personally, I, I, I really, I like the, 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 um, the assembly, uh, cut of the film, as it's called, or the, the special edition, um, because it, um, it changes certain things, um, and it has a, um, it has different elements than the theatrical release, which, a lot of people have responded more to um and it's and you know the 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 film is is um is really from you know it never had a script so from beginning to end it uh it could have gone you know it could have gone so much worse it could have the film might not have even been released as it was um, directed and as it was acted and that would have been a shame uh, but I'm sure the, the studio would have done everything that they could to, to not allow that to happen because you know a great deal of money a great deal of time and energy was spent uh, focused on the film and I, I think the fact that I know it was a horrible and tired experience for David Fincher and I'm sure I would I would guess that he hasn't even wanted to watch the film perhaps since it was released in 1992 I might be wrong 
But if I was him, I'll, I would go back. But I would say maybe with a, just like the composer to go back and watch a film uh, in which during the making of you had such a bad time. It would be hard. It would be like, you know, revisiting an old relationship that you, you want to put in the past and you you remember all the bad times rather than the good times. And uh, David Finch had some really bad times on the film. Uh, and, um, you know, it had several directors, uh, potential directors attached to the film. Um, several different um, ideas about how, the, how it could go forward and, um, you know. But... I think it was the way that it came to to be uh, that the way that it turned out. It was it's an interesting film. It's a great film, actually, um, and I know that it it took a lot for this film to be delivered to um, to audiences and and it's took me some time in fact to really embrace the film as a great film because when I first watched it uh, as everyone always does especially when you watch films in chronological order within a franchise of films so if you watch the first all the way to the last you're going to compare them all to one another and you're always going to have a favourite but I think sometimes it's best to take a film and take it out of the franchise and just forget that it's part of a franchise and just take it for what it is and just um, consider it and all of its components um, and, um, and come to an agreement whether you think that it had something um, interesting to say because, you know, the most articulate films um, have... A, they, they have a balance of action but they also have something within them a, a message um that some to some audience members they, they don't really care about that but for me as someone who's written stories i really appreciate appreciate the the story structure i really appreciate what it takes to get a a story out and to try and figure out you know potential plot holes potential um problems and character motivations and it's very hard um but when it's done right and when it is it finally finds its own voice it finds its own identity that's that's a great thing and i think for alien 3 for some people it may have they may have taken it to their hearts very quickly uh and as i say when i first watched it when i was a kid um i remember watching it and thinking it's good, but it's not as good as Aliens or Alien. But um, as I watched the film multiple times, mo you know, all the cuts, the original theatrical cut and the special edition, I appreciate it a lot more. But, but because I, I think about it, um, it's not an action film. It's, it's, more, it's more cerebral. It's more spiritual. It's more... Um, it's more about someone trying to wrestle with the demon within them, and you know it has a lot of power. There's a lot of parallels there with, you know, um, very there's very a lot of biblical imagery there in the fact that there is a biblical, there is a uh, a spiritual, a religious component to the film. There are religious um, followers in the film, um, made up of the the prisoners. Uh, you know that that's that's definitely at the heart of of the story, and that's why I think when you think about it, it really does work. It it it's 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 about wrestling with the demons that everybody has within them, literally, um, figuratively, um, and you know Sigourney Weaver, as as you may know, you may not know, I might have already spoiled. If you hadn't seen the film, but she sacrifices herself um, at the, the end of the film. But of course, as we, as you may know, um, this wasn't the end for Ellen Ripley. It could have easily been, 
and perhaps it should have been um but and perhaps that was that was as was as it was uh, believed to have been especially by Sigourney Weaver who and everybody watching the film who who know that there is no resurrection for from a from being burnt alive um essentially being you know being you you're dead uh however the 1997 film Alien Resurrection would counteract that by uh by actually bringing her back from the dead but that's uh, that's another story for another uh another episode but yeah good really good great film um and i think i appreciate the film now actually more because i know how hard it was to make it for the crew the cast especially the the director it was horrible they had a horrible time but they created a piece of art that has stood the test of time and is is a wonderful piece of cinema in itself and you know really took the um the, the the franchise back to its roots by having just like a soul alien um and yeah it's i think it's for anybody who may not have seen the film in a in a great deal of time then i would definitely um i would definitely recommend that you watch the film especially the special edition of the film if you've previously only seen the theatrical edition Watch the special edition, and also watch the if you can watch any of the production um, interviews, um, the additional footage that is on Blu-rays, or perhaps you may be able to find someone online somewhere. Because looking at what it took to go through, uh, what it took to to make the film, the model makers, the set dressers, you know, they put in a great deal of time effort to make this the film look and be as good as it could be and it's different but different is good sometimes and um you know the 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 struggle of ellen ripley um because effectively this is biologically this is the last film ellen ripley would be in um in her original form um but i think every film as i say within the alien franchise um especially the original alien franchise starring scorny weaver it's all about ripley's uh relationship her association with these xenomorphs and every film that the um writers filmmakers have added depth to not only to the xenomorphs, to the the universe, but to the character of Ellen Ripley, we see that she is someone who, um, most notably, wants to protect people. She's the heroine of the entire, not only this franchise but all of science fiction franchises, because she um, embodies, you know, this. Um, this indomitable um, spirit, um, and also this, because she, she knows, because she's fought against these deadly aliens, that she knows they cannot be used as a weapon. They cannot be trained. They cannot be reasoned with, and that anyone who tries to do so will find themselves um, signing their own death warrant, essentially. Um, but yeah. Uh, and she's just a very compelling character and when she, she comes when um, we see the next iteration of the film of the alien franchise you know Ripley does return spoilers but she's different she's this is a different version of Ripley um, and uh, yeah it's um it was really insightful to watch the, all the, the the special features um, and then to, to and to re- think back on the film and think, you know, all the actors, a lot of the actors in the film were very were British, 
um, all from a very similar background, a, very, a stage background, and um, you know they they highly talented and very well trained in their act, their art, and you know even though you know um, anecdotally it appears that you know it was a very horrible time on the set, they did produce good work from my opinion and as did the, the artists the model makers set dressers the you know the uh, uh, costumers and even David Fincher you know even though you know behind the camera uh, he was hating a great deal of his time being on the set and being associated with the production you know he did produce something really good when it was all com composited together and it, as it's seen in the, in its special edition, it uh, it works and it has it has a story, you know. And some films don't have that. Some films they're just um, action sequences and special effects, and you know you see people doing things and uh, having experiences that uh, you can't put a logical explanation to. Whereas Alien 3, it's logical. That The entire franchise is logical, in fact. You know, it's um, there is a, an arc for not only the character, uh, but for the, um, the, the xenomorphs, the aliens. You see more about um, who they are and their biology. And, um, and I, I always like that. That's why I like prequels, but only if they add to what has already been seen on um on screen rather than um you know erasing what has come before I, i'm not i'm not really a fan of remakes i'm a fan of prequels because they they as i say they add more context and detail to the stories that we already we already know and enjoy and i think that's a better way to go i'd rather watch a re a prequel or a sequel than a remake but um, as I say, only if uh, it adds to the the the, uh, the experience uh, of watching all of the the, the films uh, as a part of um, um, a franchise. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. So I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, I just want to say, um, yeah, I'm glad that I watched. I'm see, I've, I've actually been going back and watching. You know everything from Alien to Aliens um, to uh, Alien Three, and I've watched Alien Resurrection, and uh, because I've always had I've had this affinity for the Alien franchise the, in the Alien universe, and I think there's something very interesting about the universe and the stories that can be told in it within it, uh, and the characters are always very interesting. Um, but there's no more interesting character, more compelling character than Ellen Ripley. And I think Sigourney Weaver um, really was in, integral in, in um, bringing alive a, um, a character that is just synonymous, not only with her, but with uh, um, great science fiction and horror. And um, yeah, so if you haven't seen Alien 3 in a long time, then I definitely suggest that you you check it out again, um, especially the special edition version, because it's uh, a great improvement over the uh, the theatrical cut. But uh, yeah, as I said, I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Uh, I just want to say thank you for listening. I uh, hope you like what you heard, and I'll talk to you again soon. If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings experience um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry um, then you, uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me uh, which is my website and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, book form. Uh, you can go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, 
books of uh, memories and uh, experiences um, and there'll be more to come and uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to Patreon and searching for Mark the Poet and uh, your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um, but uh, as I was saying I hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode um, and I'll talk to you again soon